hate almost to say that, and this is my private. I'm not speaking for WPTF, but my private thing is this is I discover any time I find something that really works well and it's great and it's beautiful and whatever, if you if you tell people about it, it is inundated and you're at the back of the line the next time you go. But I got my first shot today, and uh, two weeks ago I was wondering, how is this thing going to work? Because nobody had yet actually announced a plan. Uh, and uh, I think it was on Tuesday of this week that uh, this county, and you don't have to be, you don't have to get your shot in the in your own county. You can get it wherever you may get it. But the the, the plan for this county had not uh, uh, been put forth. And uh, I don't know enough about it to say exactly why, but I can say on the positive side, and that's the side I'm talking about, not the negative side, but uh, if, if, you, if your story has a negative side, that, so, so be it. Uh, that uh, the uh, the site that I went to this morning was one of the best organized things that I have ever been involved in, where large crowds of people who were essentially strangers had come to have something delivered. And it didn't take very long, and uh, uh, it was just really ran very smoothly. And so I was feeling good tonight, and so I thought it would be nice to tell the audience about that and find out your story, how it is working for you. I actually talked to a friend who lives in suburban D.C. Actually, he lives in Maryland. And he went and got his shot, I think, today. But he had to go over to the next county to get uh, a reasonable time. And his wife is younger, and they haven't opened up to, I think she's four or five years younger than he is. She's uh, less than the, the, the number, the bottom number anyway, whatever it is. And she wasn't able to get a shot, and so they're now scrambling to try to find uh, that situation. But... Uh, it is, it's been kind of mixed up, but what I want to hear tonight is your story. And one of the things I do a lot of time on the nostalgia program, what I'm looking for, whether it's something about the, the, the coronavirus and the effort to get vaccinated or, or tested. I've been tested twice, once while I was in the hospital in last August for a very short period and once in December because a friend had visited and he had tested out positive, so Mrs. Kearney and I went off to a test site, and, and that that went fairly efficiently, too. This was in, in Wake County. But those are the, the two things that draw a lot of people and, and require some administration. And so if you would be willing to tell your story, and we can have a conversation about it, I would welcome you at 919-860-9783. And if you have letters on your telephone, and they're legible, they haven't been worn off, or they're still there. Uh, 9783, the last four letters, works out to be our call letters, WPTF. So you can dial 860-WPTF, with 919, of course, being the area code. 919-860-WPTF, 919-860-9783. And we're talking about the coronavirus uh, vaccine and uh, the uh, rollout of it uh, and the success in my case, the positive side, and that's really what I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about because I, in terms of that, I didn't have a negative experience, but it strikes me that uh, it, that it took a while to get it rolled out, and that it may not be functioning with uh, websites crashing and telephone numbers not working, and so on, as well as it might have. But there, there probably is a reason for that, and uh, so I'm, I want you to know that I had a good experience today, and sometimes we. we we talk a lot about negative stuff, but I had a good experience. 
by the way, the 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 vaccine that they were administering was the Moderna, the, the, the not the Pfizer. And I have to go back in four weeks and get get the booster shot. And one of the things that I thought that was interesting about that the Moderna virus is it was developed. I'm not quite sure, but it was a consortium, I think. But one of the members of the consortium was Vanderbilt University and the Vanderbilt Medical School, and they got part of the money. You may know this already. Part of the money from Dolly Parton. She gave them a million dollars free to to work on a solution to the problem. And that's the kind of stuff we need. And you, you know that she has done things like uh, rail people out who got caught in a really bad fire in East Tennessee, her homeland, so to speak, Dollywood, near where Dollywood is and where she grew up, poor. And uh, that also she, uh, uh, her organization, sponsored by her, buys a lot of books and gives them to children uh, who might not be otherwise able to afford them. So she's going about doing well in the world, but also doing good. If you have your story and you're willing to tell it, don't be bashful. I, I would like to say what my Baptist friends would say now. Don't be bashful and hide out in the back of the church. Come on down to the front and testify, because that's part of the success of our program, particularly the Nostalgia and Open Phone programs, is when you're willing to join. And uh, I'm easy to get along with, and a reasonably decent conversationist, so I would invite you to join us tonight and tell me, have you gotten your vaccine yet? What kind of uh, trouble did you have to go to, if any? Or was it a very positive experience? Tell me your story. We haven't talked a whole lot about this, although we're surrounded by it. But tell me your story regarding your involvement in the coronavirus problem that we all have and which has to, uh, some way, uh, be, be solved. 919-860-9783. You can queue up during this break, and we will be glad to talk to you when we come back. 921 in WPS. Tonight we have uh, uh, what I call a nostalgia show, and it's not strictly nostalgia necessarily that we're talking about, although there is a nostalgic part to it. And I, I, uh, for me, uh, uh, the nostalgia that I recall while sitting in my my uh, chair this afternoon, my lounger this afternoon, it's not one of the big Barker lounger things. It's just more or less a sort of a fancy regular chair, but I leaned back and closed my eyes. I was thinking about all the shots that I took uh, when I was a kid because they really believed in vaccines, and my family was not poverty-stricken, but they were, were poor, and we didn't go to the, our regular doctor, but we did what most of the people probably in my hometown of Goldsboro and Wayne County did, and they went to the county health department, but we had all kinds of shots, just about the ones, all the ones that and it was it was a regular routine, and I think my sister and I we got to walk on the wall around the place, and maybe got a cone of ice cream or a donut or something if we were good, and and I was willing to be good for a cone of ice cream. And but I remember all of those shots, and then this was the period when in the early years of my grade school the nation was dealing with polio, which was a really terrible thing, and it killed children and crippled them, and ended up putting people in iron lungs and so on, and there was a great race uh, to develop a vaccine, not unlike the vaccination uh, that was developed for uh, the uh, uh, coronavirus uh, that, that we witnessed in the last year. And uh, I remember Dr. Jonas Salk, uh, I think he was at the University of Pittsburgh, uh, worked out the formula for the, uh, the thing that they 
put into the syringe and shot into my arm, and that was, the, I think, something that perhaps kept me from uh, getting what was, I think the a more accurate name was, well, it's not more accurate, it's a different infantile paralysis is what it was sometimes called. But uh, in any event, I was thinking about those days, and uh, that was the, the and, and of course, every year I participated uh, in uh, the, the ritual of getting a flu shot. And, and actually, the coronavirus is a kind of flu. I understand that one of the reasons they were able to develop the, the vaccination uh, so quickly was they were building on what they had learned by creating the SARS viruses, which is a, a variant of a flu that originates in China. And uh, every year there are, there are mutations and variations of it, and they have to try to pick out the one they think is going to come out on top. And and then you get you, these, well, I think I got my shot Around the first of September, I was at, I had to go to my doctor, and uh, I said, "Do you have this?" And he said, "Yes." And, and so I got the, the senior version of it, which I think is four times as powerful. But but shots have played a big part, and vaccinations a big part in my life, and uh, and, and indeed the health of a lot of people's lives. Uh, I've got to go back and read up on the beginning of inoculation, which is what you what's happening to you when you get a shot. I think a man named Edward Jenner. Uh, developed uh, what was called the smallpox vaccination. Uh, he had observed, uh, and I'm working off the top of my head now, he had observed that the young ladies who milked the cows uh, often did not get the pox, and the pox sometimes would kill you, but if nothing else, it, it ended up usually scarring you. So if you were pretty, you were not as pretty, and uh, and leaving pox, pox marks on your face and, and other places and so on. So... And he found that uh, the, the, the milk girls, the milkmaids, ended up not having the poxes regularly. And what he discovered was they they milked the cows who had the form of a form of the pox, and and they got a mild form of it that developed antibodies that uh, uh, repulsed the the effort of the larger uh, uh, germs or whatever to attack them and give them the pox. And so. What he had to do, what he had to do then was to figure out how to give this immunity that these milkmaids had gotten by having a mild form of the disease to other people, so they would develop the immunities and would not develop a full-blown dangerous case. And uh, he he showed his trust in it by I think his first inoculation was in fact his son. And uh, but I, that's all I can remember now. Uh, when you're an old history teacher, you tend to have a few of those stories around, but I'm, I'm going to look it up and see if I can get a sense of it. But the, the getting a shot, the vaccination, inoculation has been a great boon to to the health of uh, people, uh, in, in uh, particularly in Western culture. And uh, that's what I was, I wasn't daydreaming because I was not that far gone when I was, I was lying in my chair this afternoon thinking about, because I'd had the shot this morning and thinking of what a wonderful miracle this is. And, and the real miracle of it was that it was so well organized that it, it was not a pain in the you-know-what. Uh, and uh, it just went by very quickly, as my friends had said theirs had done. And uh, so uh, I wanted to celebrate that positive thing with you tonight and hope that things work out so that your, your story will be as positive. But I would like to know your story, and I, I can believe that some of you are being bashful or difficult or whatever now. If you are 
where you can uh, dial up our number, 919, our area code, 860-9783, and tell me your vaccination story, much as I have told you mine, because that's a part of the involvement. I, I think I've been, now that I've gotten this far, uh, I've been quarantined. Uh, I've had the uh, the test, uh, and, and I don't want to have the, the, the uh, disease, so uh, I've participated in most aspects of, of the disease, and, uh, and I hope it stops right here, and I have to go back in four weeks and get the booster shot. But it's available, and hopefully the, there will be enough uh, uh, serum, I guess you'd call it, or vaccine, whatever is required to give people the shots, and the organization will come forth to make it available. I think uh, that's one thing that the, the politicians know. now I noticed our new president uh, had that kind of high on his list, and other politicians, as it has been discovered that it's not been working all that well, have committed themselves to making it work, like governors, I mean, is what I'm thinking of, of, the, of different states and so on. So that's where we are with that. Okay, uh, John says we haven't got any callers, but the, 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 the door remains open. We've got an open phone tonight for a chance to... Uh, you to, to talk. Uh, I want you to talk to me about your experience with the with the virus, with the testing, if it is the case, uh, with uh, getting the vaccination, which is the stage that we are at now. And uh, you just tell 919-860-9783. I'm going to begin a little bit of a thing now because I want to tease you into uh, listening next Monday night. Uh, that is not Friday, but Monday, the first night of next week. Uh, that is, I think it's going to be uh, January 25th. Well, I can't hit right on the head, but uh, January 23rd slash 24th, because it happened in the middle of the night. It sort of started on one night and ended on another night. Uh, well, it's the anniversary from uh, 1961, uh, January 23rd or 24th, of the uh, B-52 disintegrating over my hometown, or... Uh, and uh, crashing uh, with two atomic bombs just 12 miles where, from where I was sleeping. Uh, kind of makes you think, doesn't it? We'll be back after we check the news. 933, WTTF Radio, AM 680, FM 98.5. John, is that Green Onions? Is that the name of that particular piece of music? That's the one I think last night. Yes, it is, Tom. Okay, thank you. Dr. Chris thought that was kind of funky last night. I think uh, uh, he might have been ready to get up and leave until he heard that. And then, no, I'm just kidding, but he, he did express uh, appreciation for, for your bumper music there. And we, we're glad we've got it. That's called a bumper in the radio business because it bumps you back into the program. And so I'm here. We're here. The Tom Kearney Show is every night, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10. And we try to bring you a... a group of programs that, that uh, vary. They're all, all, all across the, the line and deal with a lot of different things. We dealt with, earlier this week, we dealt with baseball, we dealt with computers, we dealt with a, a new book by the aforementioned Dr. Crisp, and tonight we are being nostalgic. Uh, that's a cover term. It uh, may not be precisely nostalgic in some cases, although it, it was inspired in my mind by a nostalgic memory of the shots the vaccinations that I took when I was young and the vaccination that I took this morning, 
which was, uh, and I wanted to emphasize, a very positive experience, uh, and that, uh, to hear your story. And I still invite you to tell me your story at 919-860-9783. And John Sauter, who is our producer, tells me we have what will amount, I hope, to our seed caller. Mark, you and Raleigh, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, hey, Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I, I hope it comes across. That's why I said I wanted to talk positively about uh, my experience this morning. Yeah, but anyway. I'm glad you got the shot, and I'm glad you didn't have any uh, any bad effect from it. So I'm looking forward to getting mine. I'm not in the age range yet to do that, but uh, I, I thought it was interesting, your comment about Edward Jenner, uh, because actually, uh, believe it or not, uh, Jenner who came along in, I believe he was born in the 1740s, uh, actually didn't develop his vaccine technique until 1796. And in the 1720s in Boston, uh, Cotton Mather and a physician named Boylston uh, were doing uh, smallpox vaccinations using, using actual smallpox sores, which was very risky. And in fact, um, Abigail Adams, the, the wife of John Adams, had her children uh, inoculated with this technique in um, 1776, you know, during the revolution, right. the start of the revolution. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting, the parallels, because it was very controversial to them and, and seemingly very dangerous. And I know on one of her children, I remember reading that the procedure had to be repeated three times. So it's sort of like, you know, history is repeating itself. We have to get these additional shots. But Going back into antiquity, the way Cotton Mather uh, and Boylston learned of this was through enslaved Africans who were brought here from Africa. Because, as you know, um, the uh, Arabs were highly advanced in medicine, and they had spread this knowledge you know, through many parts of Africa. So it was Cotton Mather's uh, in, uh, enslaved uh, African servant who taught him this technique. And this was in uh, 1720, so it was 70, what, 76 years before Jenner. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Didn't always work, but uh, it gave people a, you know, a pretty high uh, certainty of being resistant to it, but was a lot more dangerous than the, uh, the cowpox uh, that you mentioned. Right. Well, I'm glad you, you brought this up, and I'm not one of those people who believes that the, I've had others coming off the top of my head, and generally what you end up with when you – when you follow a historical trail, is maybe not the first time it happened, but maybe when it attracted attention. You know, sometimes the guy that, that sells it is not the guy who invented it. And and I uh, I think and I think I remember uh, in my historical studies. And I'm, I would like to, for you to tell me where you what course you took because you were clearly paying paying attention that day uh, about Cotton Mather and Boston. You know, there's a, one of the big streets in Boston. They say Boston Avenue or Street or something. But, but Mather was a, was a minister, was a very religious man. And, and uh, it was important, I think, that a religious man, uh, you know, was willing to try something that was, was seemingly science, if you know what I mean, because there's been a, a kind of an eternal battle between the two. And, so, and, and, and uh, I seem to recall a little bit of that. And there's an awful lot of our science. You mentioned the the, uh, the Arabs. A lot of the, the science of the Arabic world uh, was lost or was carried over while the, the uh, dark ages were going on in Europe, while men were living in caves and so on. And, and uh, a lot of the knowledge that the Greeks and Romans had acquired 
was lost, but the Arabs had preserved them in books and translated it into you know modern you know, French and German and whatever. And so uh, we we owe them a lot. I think you know I think the Arabs invented algebra, for instance, and an, an awful lot of science. And we we tend to forget that they that they they held the held the fort while everything else was kind of going under and so on. But uh, I appreciate your your knowledge about. It. Did you take a course or? Well, it's just a, a history of religion course in college. About okay, that. good, and, good. Uh, it's very interesting, though, about the uh, Boylston Street. I didn't know that. I've been to Boston once, but uh, I hadn't noticed that, you know, when I was uh, there. But uh, yeah, I've been in the city, a lot of history there. So, so actually, uh, we, I, I just think it's interesting that we had our own vaccinations, you know, developed here, but it just doesn't get a lot of attention, not like uh, Jenner does. Right. Well, and, and, and sometimes that's what happens is one one guy gets gets all the attention and the other guy gets left out. And, and the truth is, I think most scientific things, it isn't one lone explorer out there, but it's it's a bunch of guys trying to develop the same thing. They've all got some version of the idea, and one of them comes out. Like, if you don't mind, uh, I hope I'm not wasting your time, but Eli Whitney is always given credit for the cotton gin. Well, when they came to try to patent it, uh, patent it, uh, uh, there were about five or six other people who had basically the same idea, and and he just, I guess, sort of got there first, or was had the best lawyer, or you know, whatever. If you right. see what I mean. And, uh, yeah, it's sort of like Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson right. and Johnson. It's, it's in the air. It's, you know, I mean, uh, right. Alexander Graham Bell is. I mean, that's another story. He's he didn't really invent the telephone. He just mm-hmm. had the one that everybody took a liking to, and. Uh, Right. Maybe you like his name. Who knows? But uh, right. <laughs> but uh, but but the, usually, when you make a scientific discovery, it's something that's in the air, and and one person breaks out, you know, out of the crowd and, and has an idea, and uh, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that we, we should remember. I mean, but usually people who do things like that claim that they had the idea and nobody else did, and, and they should get all the credit for, it, which is something you when you study a lot of history, you learn that that rarely happens. If, that's yeah. right. And, uh, well, thank but you thank- so much. Uh, I'm enjoying the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you so much for adding to it. Uh, you know, I, I used to teach, and I had a student one who came in one day, and I had talked about something in the previous class, and she said, you're not going to like this because you said something that was wrong. And I said, no, 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 I'm I'm really proud of you for, for, for caring enough to find out that it was wrong, mm-hmm. if you see what I mean. And, uh, right. Any good teacher wants to... Wants to to inspire the person to to get the right answer rather than just write down some notes, you know, and, and right. spit them back. And so it sounds like you got something out of that course. And so I did, I did. Good. You, yeah, as, a, as a former teacher, I give you a, uh, yeah, I, I'm playing with you now, but I give you a uh, gold star, okay? Oh, great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Take care. All right, thank you. Have a great night. And don't ever say, ladies and gentlemen, that you don't learn something on the Tom Kearney show. You may not learn it from Tom Kearney. You may learn it from Mark. But uh, uh, if we can bring bring the truth out in some way, that will be a good thing. Uh, still, uh, I would like uh, to hear from some other callers uh, about your adventures. If you live in Johnston County, of uh, where, where you got your shots and did you have to wait if you live in the case that, that I heard on the TV news this morning uh, and, uh, and some other places later today, I'm not sure because I was on, move, on the move most of the day, uh, of uh, uh, Halifax County having uh, people out uh, waiting at nine o'clock, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning for a door that wasn't going to open until 9 o'clock. And, 
and there, I think you know uh, one of the things that will be questioned is the different ways of organizing how to most efficiently give uh, the vaccination. One question we have not talked about, and I, I don't, I don't necessarily really want to talk about it, is that people. It's the question of taking the vaccination or not. I would say, I was talking to to John Sauter. He and I have a conversation to use him as a little bit of a check. And uh, I said, are you going to take the vaccination? Because some people don't want to take it. I think it's it's been worked on. It's been tested by a lot of different people. It's gone through the mill. And so I think it's worth uh, uh, taking to for its value to our community. One of the things that you have to do when you're in a community, uh, when you have a question about things, sometimes is go ahead and do it. Uh, uh, and not always be a lone wolf. There, there's some things that I've been a loner about in my life, but I, I realize at certain points that I may not want to join the Army, but it may be important that I do. And it may be important that I don't have a disease because I'll be spreading it to other people. Uh, and uh, that's there's been a lot of patriotism flowing lately, and uh, one of the things about uh, America and being patriotic is, is about it being a community of, uh, of people who, are, who support an idea that has to do with the law and something that has been kind of codified in the American Constitution. So uh, it's like when my wife goes out driving, she says, I said, be careful, and she says, I'm going to be. I said, well, watch out for the other guy, too. And a lot of times it's the person who, not you, who are driving carefully or who are getting your shot, but the person who is irresponsible in the way they drive or not getting a shot and not being responsible for the health of the community who causes uh, the problems. And uh, so uh, uh, I think it's probably a good idea to, to get the vaccination. And, and a lot of the, the, the big dogs, and I use that as a way of, identifying the, the chiefs, the, the politicians, the president, uh, the vice president, um, Mr. Clinton and Mr. Bush and uh, other people uh, who would have the best information probably that one could have, uh, uh, have would been willing to, you know, on television get their, their shot. And I, I was pleased to take mine. There are, are going to be sometimes cases where it causes a reaction or a problem, but uh, that too, with, with the number of people involved and, and the other things that are involved, that's probably just going to happen. But percentage-wise, there's more value in as many members of the community taking the shot as can. Tom, we have so, Bob from Cary. He wants to talk about him getting his shot. Okay, Bob from Cary, him getting his shot. Bob, you called at the time in which we need to take a break, so just hold on. Right after this, you'll be the first person up. Nine forty nine at WPTF. Tom Kearney here. I'll remind you again. Tomorrow night is uh, trivia night. We're going to have, I think, music trivia. Monday night, we're going to talk about the anniversary of the crash of the B fifty two bomber near Goldsboro, near a place called Pharaoh. Uh, and uh, as the plane was going down, it released uh, its payload, which was two atomic bombs, uh, who supposedly had the power of two hundred and fifty Hiroshima bombs. And uh, it was only 12 miles from where I was lying asleep. Uh, I had my chance there, anyway. Uh, tonight we're talking about uh, something positive, at least in my case. I had a very positive vaccination experience this morning. 
John says we have a caller. John, what is our caller's name again? You tell me, and I forgot to write it down. Bob from Cary. Bob, a nice three-letter name. Bob, good evening. You're on WPTF. Well, thank you, Tom. I thought I would uh, share my experience with everyone. Uh, my vaccination went quite smoothly. I logged on to the uh, Wake Med uh, My Chart site, uh, followed the link to COVID. Um, I answered a bunch of questions. You know, they ask you, you, you know, your your age and that kind of thing. Answered a bunch of questions and. Uh, submitted them, and within seconds, I was offered uh, two appointment times, one at 4.10 in the afternoon and another one at 4.20 in the afternoon of the following day. Wow, that's great. So then I, <clears throat> I, I, I drove to, the, uh, to Wake Med, and they have a big parking lot around the surgery center set up to administer the the, uh, the vaccine. Um, I, I entered the parking lot at, at, at exactly 3.57 p.m. I kept notes because I wanted to find out how long this really took. So it took me 20 minutes because uh, it was bumper to bumper. It took me 20 minutes to reach the uh, one of the people who checked your credentials, checked your, checked your appointment uh, document, you know, checked your name. I presented my driver's license and my Medicare card. And um, after that, then you proceeded in your car, uh, and, uh, and, and they had four of these stations set up to check people's credentials. And those four lines merged into one line that snaked around the building <clears throat> very slowly. And, um, and what I did was when I finally got around all the way around, you went, you went, set, you went, you, you went around all four sides of the building almost to where you started from. <clears throat> and there was the vaccination station and, uh, and there were like two different lanes for that. Kind of like a, a drive through, uh, in a bank. Yep. And, but they could handle four, four cars at, at one time. And uh, I was administered my vaccination at uh, exactly 4.57. It took one hour from the time I entered to get my vaccination. And then I proceeded uh, into a waiting area, you know, where they had you wait for about 15 minutes. They had, they yeah, I was going to ask about that. You know, they, it was yeah. like a post-a-note on the back of your window with the time that you had the vaccination and they had people in the parking lot. <laughs> Excuse me. They would go around and and make sure you waited your 15 minutes, and then uh, you know tap on the window and tell you that uh, you were okay to go if you felt well. So I think the whole thing was a rather positive experience. You have to you have to be prepared to to wait 75 minutes. Uh, they had about 100 cars in line at any one time. And, uh, but the 75 minutes is not bad given what you know you what you get and, and that you can sometimes what I was thinking about it before I hit on this solution that I that I took advantage of was would I be able to get there before May you know that kind of thing uh, yeah. or, or June you know but uh, 
to find a place where it's nice to have an appointment and not have the scramble that happens when you just go and stand in line, you know. And, and right. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, with, with make, Wake, Wake Man is one of the places that's uh, designated as a vaccination center. But you have to have a MyChart account, and, and if you got one of those, then, then you can, uh, then you can schedule, and you meet all the criteria. You can, you can schedule a, uh, a vaccination. If you don't have a MyChart account, of course you can, you can create one. Uh, I didn't happen to have a MyChart account because I had, you know, my account was with my 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 MyChart account was with Duke, but I created one for uh, for WakeMed because that's the place in Wake County where they're administering the, the vaccines according to the state website because that was the link I was led to from the state website to Wake County, and that's how I, I managed to do all of that. Well, that, uh, it's wonderful. I'm glad to know this. Uh, and I, I did not doubt, in fact, uh, in my idea of uh, you know, repeating my story and to because uh, I just felt so good about it being a positive story. I had all kind of you know, bad vibes like you're going to have to spend three hours uh, the 300 hours on the telephone. I mean, I heard that they got like 15,000 phone calls and they crashed the system, you know, how long you, and even, even to get my appointment at Chapel Hill, I had to wait 40 or 45 minutes and so on. But, but once it got rolling, the ball went and you, you, you had the same experience. So I'm going to have to run you off now, but I am glad that you joined us tonight and that, uh, I want to know one more thing. Was it the Pfizer or the Moderna that you got? Oh, how I got you, the I got the Pfizer, and, and my arm did hurt for a day or two afterward. So, right. but, you know, people were great. Uh, it, you know, people can log on and do that. You, you have to have, you have to have perseverance. Because that's right. how I, I, I made the initial breakthrough was with, with perseverance. And it's, well, I brought a book, put down a cup of coffee, and, and, and leaned back in the chair and was, doing what I would have been doing anyway. And I just put the phone up to my ear and waited till the, and it was quicker than, than I thought it would be. But, uh, but yep. uh, well, we'll have to see how it goes. And uh, I, you're welcome here. I hope you'll call us back sometime, okay? Okay, I listen to you often, Tom, and uh, I appreciate what you do for the community. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Bob. Bob was a very good reporter about getting his... Uh, Perseverance. He said the word. You got to start. You got to be determined, and you got to persevere. And getting that phone call through, and hope that the people on the other end will arrange the phones and the website and the web mail addresses so that you can, in fact, deal with them in some reasonable manner. It, and everything's not going to be instant, but uh, I did have a very positive experience today. One of the nicest ones that I've ever had. Everything was taken care of, and. When I got the shot, somebody was there to show me where the waiting station was, etc. So that's it. that's been a good night. Again, tomorrow night it's Friday night. It's going to be trivia night, and I think we're going to have music trivia. Jason, our music trivia producer, is going to be with us tomorrow night. And Monday night we're going to talk about the B-52 crash in 1961 in Wayne County.